Welcome back to The Simple Truth with Kent and Karen. Really happy to have all of you with us. Picking up a theme from this past weekend when we were addressing being single and preparing for marriage actually at a marriage conference. Mm. And as we were talking together, we really felt that this whole issue of how you marry, uh, yeah, sorry, how you marry calling Mm. and looking for the right person. How do you marry those two together? Oh, that's a really, really good point. And it's so important to just note too, you know, it's not wrong to to want that love and to want, um, you know, somebody to share that call with. Not at all, actually. I think that the thing is so often you have to discern, do you wait to find the person and then move into what God has for you? Or do you move into what God has for you and then find the person along the way? And and to be honest, you, you we usually don't know the answer to that question, but we do have to go with his leading as best we know how. Mm, I think that's actually really key. That's a great point. Um, a lot of people I'm sure are really stuck because they're waiting for that person to do the call of God or walk that purpose or to walk that mission out. And I actually feel like, you know, when we look at how God has wired us individually, that's probably a really good start to following his plans and purpose for our lives. Well, I think that's true. And and, and for us, our bias is our own story. And uh, those of you who know us will know that we've done a lot wrong, not necessarily (laughs) a lot right. But there's aspects of our story where we see the hand of God guiding us. And and that part is commendable. Not not what we've done, but what he's done. Right. And um, I think I can jump in. You know, when we when we first met, I had uh, kind of. I wouldn't say I was wrestling with it, but I hadn't turned it off. Mm. Uh, years before, I'd been at a youth rally as a in my late teens, and this guy spoke to me and said, "I think you're called to ministry." And I very, I had way too much attitude. I said, <laughs> "Well, thanks, but if God's called me to ministry, mm. He'll tell me and not you." And mm-hmm. and the guy was actually not a very credible guy. So in fairness, I was not, you know receiving this from him necessarily. However, it doesn't mean it went away. Mm. So I'm, I'm kind of wrestling this through, yeah. not wrestling it through. I'm, to be honest, I'm putting it on the back burner as I pursue a career because mm. the career was my plan A right. and ministry was always a question plan B. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I met, remember when we met, mm-hmm. and of course we haven't forgotten when we met, but um, I can't, I think it was in the first maybe uh, two months for mm-hmm. sure, because our relationship started to take off like a rocket ship when we did meet. Yeah. And I, I think I will add in here that we, I had become so desperate for God's plan for me. I'd actually said, Lord, please keep me away from other women. I want to be single for a season and I want literally to be with you. But my next relationship if I could. I wanted to be with someone with the potential of marriage. I didn't want to just date for dating's sake. Mm. And it's funny that four months later we met mm. quite by well it wasn't by felt accident. Like accident. Yeah. It felt by accident, but boy did you swept me off my feet uh, in a big old way. Well actually it's really interesting um mm-hmm. Looking back, and we uh, put the dates together, you can tell actually that uh, uh, about four min- months exactly when you were praying for the Lord to send somebody along, and I was also no, I was also praying like I'm kind of done dating, Lord. I don't really want to keep this dating thing up. I want to pursue you 
number one. Um, but, um, you know, I want the man that actually you have called to walk with me. Um, you know, I'm not going to go looking in other words. And so we were kind of doing the same thing at the same time before the Lord in our hearts. It's, it's quite unique, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was really neat. But I think there's something about the resolve of, of where you almost like you drive a stake in the mm. ground and say, I don't want what I've been doing, what the world has to offer, I want your best. That's and, right. and and with a real genuine um what passion about it. Not mm. just passion, but just a, a like a real simple devotion mm. of Lord, I want what you have for me, mm-hmm. not something else. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be key. But when we did meet mm-hmm. about let's say eight to twelve weeks into it as our relationship began to we felt both felt that we wanted to go the next step. Uh, I remember asking a question, yeah. and the question was this, is what would you do or what would you say if God ever called me into ministry? Mm. You were almost like uh, testing me a little bit, weren't I, you? I got to be honest, <laughs> I was testing you. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, I took a few mon- minutes to think, and obviously my feelings were going quite deep for you. But um, because as a little girl, I had already kind of made a commitment to the Lord, there was already a pull on my heart to want to do something for Him. So he, he, Jesus really made an impact in my life mm-hmm. as a little girl. And so I thought, well, maybe someday I could be a missionary. Or someday, you know, I thought about being a nurse, and maybe I could do nursing on a mission field. And so I had already, even though that's not what I ended up doing, I had already wrestled through some of those things inside of myself. And so when you asked me, I said, well, if God were to lead us that way, then yes. In fact, I I think you may not have said these words, but I got the impression that you said that would be our top priority. Yes, actually. And and your answer Mm. was just like um, a very uh, gentle but firm uh, peg fitting into a hole hmm. that it was made for. And it's mm-hmm. like the Lord was saying to me, okay, now you have permission to pursue this the next step. Mm-hmm. And and I did have confidence going into the next phase of our relationship. Mm-hmm. We, we weren't engaged yet, but mm-hmm. I felt like we could date more seriously mm-hmm. because I knew that there was potential mm-hmm. And, and our dreams lined up. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually, I got to be careful there because I didn't dream of being in ministry. No. But because of what I was, the questions I was asking the Lord, I didn't want that door closed. Mm. Little did I know at the time that my flesh and, and I was so soulish mm. that it was actually my soul driving my current career when ministry was really the call that God had on my life. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting that um, even though you were wrestling through some of those decisions, um, there were some heart decisions that, that you were being, um, I would say, like the Lord was inviting you into um, a call. He was inviting you. It didn't, it didn't mean you had to make that decision right then. But something was happening in your heart. Oh, for sure. And I remember in one relationship I was in, there was just... There was no way I, w- I was dating an unbeliever, a non-believer, and uh, and of course the, the the question is like, what on earth am I doing in this relationship, mm. where our our lives are in no way going parallel? Mm. Yes, in darker moments you can argue that you can make them go parallel, mm. but the fact is they're not going parallel, mm. and uh, I didn't want I didn't want the door of, of 
I guess I didn't want the doors in my life. It sounds very selfish. I didn't want the doors in my life mm. closed by somebody who didn't have the same dreams and same convictions. Oh, yeah. Even though I wasn't dreaming about ministry yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually so important because can you imagine the, the disunity and the division? Oh. And, you know, so, so I think what we're saying here is really pay attention to your heart. Cry. And, um, you know, pay attention to the things that God has established in your heart. And, and even if that person doesn't come to, um, you know, confirm all of that, I think it's so important to follow after God, make, make the call of God the first thing and, and pursue him and, and see kind of where he leads you. Well, that's so true. We're actually taking a step back here because Mm -hmm. when I look at it, the relationship was actually one where the person I was dating would have could never have dreamed, I'm sure, mm. of me being called to ministry. Really? And I couldn't even dream it. But again, I didn't want the door closed. And in all fairness to this person, I wasn't being authentically me. Right. And um, there is a time in relationships to hold our heart back. But there's also a time to be really honest with where mm-hmm. we're going in life mm-hmm. and where we want to be down the road. Yeah. And not to, I, I really believe... When you tell yourself, in a sense, you convince yourself to stay in a relationship you shouldn't be in, and you talk yourself into doing stupid things, they're still stupid things. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> no matter how clever you are talking yourself into stupid things. And, and unfortunately, that hurts other people's lives, it too. It does. And it kind of stalls the whole process, right? Um, it's really hard to drag somebody along to a place where you feel God is calling you. You don't want that. You want somebody who's supportive. You want somebody who's on the same page as you. Um, you know, we're, we're different, female and, and male. So different. But but as we're uh, now almost celebrating 32 years, we're realizing more and more that those differences actually make a great team. If they're if they're um, respected and and used for the proper purposes. Yes. And we've met so many couples who did not answer the right questions for the Mm. right reasons Mm. ahead of time. But then the the flip side of that and the positive, we've met so many couples Mm. who were just diligent. They weren't perfect. They certainly weren't mature. Mm. They weren't even necessarily, you know, serving the Lord wholeheartedly at the time, Mm -hmm. but they were diligent in paying attention to the voice of God Mm. and his call that they they really, the Bible uses this term called equally yoked. Mm. Explain that a little bit. You know, a yoke is where um, two animals are are tied together by this wooden uh, bar, if you will, that harnesses them and harnesses their power to pull together. Mm. And uh, the, I think, I remember I was talking about this once as a team where actually a, 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 a draw horse can pull like, I don't know if it's, let's say it's, you know, a thousand pounds. Well, mm. two draw horses can pull like 10,000 pounds. Wow. Um, and that's not the exact ratio, but there's a place in the scripture that actually says one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. And, and I think the, the hard thing is when we're young, our careers, many of us change careers. You're not, it's not often to have a job, one job for the rest of your life, but it is okay to think about direction where you want to land and what kind of person you want to be with as a life mate who will bring out the best in you, who will help you with the dreams God's put in your heart and you can help them with the dreams that God has put in their heart. And I mean, that's just become Mm -hmm. so, so tangible for us. Mm -hmm. Now, here we are almost 30 years in ministry, 32 years married, and 
I mean, it's been wonderful doing this with you. I can't imagine if we were not on the same page. It's I just, so true. Well, we, we wouldn't be able to. It <laughs> it's so true. I think, to be honest, it would have blown so many options mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. right out of the water. It mm-hmm. would have been what used to, what would you could call a knockout. Right. And I think I need to mention here that this was not done perfectly. Um, this was not done even with great maturity. No. But I think, once again, I'm going to just say it's back to the heart. What is God speaking to your heart? He can take a dream that's immature, that does that lacks maybe the fullness of the vision and the discipleship and, and all of that, and, and use a lot of different situations to grow you, to teach you, to mature you. And I also want to just say that there's no guarantee, is there, if you go ahead with God's call and you pursue Him hard, that there's going to be necessarily a match there that is evident. So there's no real solution, um, but we just would encourage you to um, make sure you're not just holding back from your call in order to just wait for somebody to fill fill it with you. I think you're right. I think there's no solution. Hmm. Uh, but in our story, there was a surrender that it's neither one so. of us knew. Neither one of us would have been able to teach about hmm. surrender, but God led us to that point yeah. out of desperation as, as much as anything. It's interesting, I, I recently was talking with a, a young leader and just we had just met asking some questions and um, he and his wife met at YWAM. Mm. And so I'm asking questions about their ministry now. Right. And they are so on the same page. Oh, that's they, nice. they actually, they both pursued the call of God together, mm. but they learned how to make spirit-led decisions. They've learned mm. how to seek the Lord's voice. They've, they, the, the call of ministry is so on both of them mm-hmm. that they're in this together. And there isn't the fight of two careers yeah. or my job, his yeah. job, and all and that. And probably sought wise counsel too. Oh, absolutely. Which is huge, not to just navigate on your own. Yeah, and, and you have battles, but now there's a whole bunch of battles you don't have to have. And life is full of enough spiritual battles that I'm all for trying to narrow down the field sometimes, you know. So I, I think, you know, we, we have First uh, Corinthians we want to bring to you guys here. So, And First Corinthians 7 says, Now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. Now this is a whole different... Ooh, that's in the Bible. Oh, this my is word. just like a little turn here. This is Paul speaking. He says, But since there's so much immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. And the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone but also to his wife do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer then come together again so that satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control i say this as a concession not as a command and here he says i wish that all men were as i am but each man has his own gift from god Um, one has this gift and another has that I, i think let's be honest the majority of people feel a call to be married. Yeah. There are some with an extra grace from God, even I would say a spiritual gifting, mm. uh, not a requirement, but a spiritual gifting, or the, at least the spiritual strength to be single. And, mm. and actually both have their merits and both have their challenges. Mm. The, the key, the common element between the two of them is what is, what's God wired you for? 
Yeah. And I think the idea from Paul is that he had a little bit different kind of freedom. Um, so there's benefits on each side. I think, there are. you know, God also says, uh, too, that that marriage is a wonderful thing to desire. And just to remind us of Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said right back in the beginning, it's not good for man to be alone and I will make a helper suitable for him. So so the, the, the father's heart is that actually there's a helper that we help each other. And uh, when we look at call and purpose, you you can see why this model, the Lord knows that there can be a loneliness. And yet on the other side of things, you can see Paul and the freedom he has because he's not married to pursue the things of the Lord as well. It's, it's so true. And I think we can we can miss that. I think Paul, too, he did have people with him. Yeah. And then so community. he wasn't alone. He had community, he had, pe- had traveling companions. And so really going into ministry alone is not an option. Amen. <laughs> but absolutely, some will do it married, some will do it single, and it isn't a greater or a lesser. The key is the, to dedicate yourself to the Lord ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and cultiv- really, cultivate your relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So what is the bottom line then? I think one of the things we want to highlight is, is that person in love with Jesus? You mean me or the other person? I would say first and foremost, you, the person who is pursuing God. Do we have a sincere heart and are we in love with Jesus? But then also too, is anybody that you're looking at as a potential partner, are they in love with Jesus? That, that's, I mean, ultimate question there is who's our first love? Mm. Yeah. And I think then, then you ask is, is our, even if we both love Jesus, is our call similar? Yes. Because what, what, what we don't often talk about is this, when we started talking about yoking, is that you can be unequally yoked or you can be paired with someone who is a believer, but your lives aren't even going in the same right. direction. And, and that's the, the hard thing. It's not just a technical uh, equal yoke. It's mm-hmm. actually, can we be one in all areas of our, our marriage? Because that really is God's heart. It is oneness, right? Together, yes. learning to become one together. And, you know, you said about the same page. There's also, you know, things even in family. As are our families really different? Um, not that you can't work through family challenges, but is there some, you know, some similarities? Is there some unity there as well? Because it's so important when we come together and we make our own family that we, we actually have something um, there to draw on. Well, actually, family is where we, family is a training ground for family. And we bring it with us whether we realize it or not. It doesn't mean we're going to duplicate all the same things, but there will be many similar ingredients in our lives to work through. And so when you have a similar family of origin, maybe we'll save that for another podcast, but it is something to pay attention to. I think our hearts goes out this uh, season for all of the single people that Mm. are out there loving the Lord and wanting to really give their lives in full service to him. And there's some radical, radical uh, younger generation who are ready to do whatever God asks. And we just want you guys to know we're so proud of you. Yeah. We want to encourage you. And um, the, the, the canvas isn't as hopeless as the world paints it. Let, let the Lord have the, the last word on this. Karen, why don't you pray for us? I would love to pray. Lord, I just want to pray for every single one that has had a dream, that has had a passion, and that are maybe waiting. 
and waiting on you for the next step, the next call, or maybe actually waiting on a, a husband or a wife. We just want to lift them up to you and just say, Lord, would you strengthen your relationship with them? Would you um, cultivate that intimacy uh, with you first? Would you pour in anything that's missing, Lord, in the area of needing love, needing affirmation, needing a confirmation? And we just pray that uh, their relationship with you, Lord, would grow and be stronger in the days ahead. We thank you for any place where you've called them into ministry, whether it's uh, in uh, kingdom business, whether it's, um, you know, at a job, um, whether it's actually in ministry. Father, we ask that you would help uh, that be shaped in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining this episode of The Simple Truth. 